All subject matter of the preceding podcast is entirely alleged and not admissible in a court of law. A recklessly minimal effort has been taken to change the names and details of any guilty parties. And just in case you rat bastards get any ideas, the hosts of this podcast are notorious and well-documented liars with no legally admissible credibility. This is Mama C, and you're listening to Notes from the Pin Podcast. Welcome to prison, bitch. Greetings from the prison and... No, I don't... No, I don't... I don't... It just feels so... I can't stand... You know what I'm thinking? I've been doing this enough that I can't stand, like, any, like, pre-thought-out stuff, especially, like, the speech pattern. And so there's no way I can say it now, because we've done it so many times, without sounding like a turd to myself. To yourself, I know. So, uh... Greetings from the prison hospital campaign. You are listening to the Notes from the Pen motherfucking podcast. <laughs> like, there's no, like... We should do an answering machine one day where we well, we do uh, every other word. Greetings from the prison. From industrial. Get all cute oh, with it. Yeah. So right, we're it. leaving this in. That's the intro. Oh, do shit, it. that's it. <laughs> that's the intro. Do it. End of you know... You know, lately I've been going, you know who this is, and you know what we're doing. You mother. I like it. So, uh, but I'm Wrong here, obviously, with, like it. with Cousin Greg, and it's been a while since we laid anything down, since we've last spoken. Season 10 has come out to rave fucking reviews. And uh, Patreon, we got a YouTube channel with like a thousand subscribers already. Go check oh. out the uh, YouTube channel. And uh, we've been doing a lot. A lot has happened since we've last spoken. Um so how have you been, and what's going on, Cousin Craig? I've been very well. Hello, everybody. And uh, just pause for a smattering of, of, of applause, please. It's a smattering. Well, he, how about smattering. do it next time? Don't tell yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like me, I like to, yeah, but I've become self-conscious about it because I hit the drop once, yeah. and you were like, uh, I was like, hey, hey, here's some applause. And you criticized it. You were like, this, that's a smattering. And I was like, you know, he's it really right. is it's a, a sli- it, I know, it is. So I've become I mean, uh, that was stigmatized. appropriate. Yeah, you're uh, <laughs> uh, traumatized man. about you. I have uh, I have applause insecurity. It's the size of the applause that's causing me insecurity. So I feel like I have to you know compensate another way. Well, I feel like I have to you know defend it. First. Well, let's so, go. Let's uh, catch me up. Well, what what's been going on with you lately? Yeah, it's good to be here. Good to be back in the saddle. Uh, I figured uh, this would be a good time to kind of catch up with one another. It's been a few days, maybe even a week. Um, since we, uh, linked up. So things are good on my end. I'm at my, uh, I'm at my spot. I hit my, uh, I'm at the mark, uh, looking yeah. into the woods. Got uh, nice weather today. It's a little overcast, but I like yeah. that cause it's not, uh, you know, like, uh, glaring heat or glaring sun. And, uh, I got a new coffee, uh, in my mug here. Jesus. I think I just put the listeners to sleep talking about well, my listen- coffee. I, it's been over. It's been over a week. It's been like multiple. It's been like two weeks. But you've been busy, right? You've been relocating. Yep. So it's that's true. like taking yes. a lot of time. Both job-wise. Aside from this, you yeah. have a little side gig that you do. <laughs> you know, aside <laughs> yeah, yeah. From the, the show, and you've like you switched places, and you're also in the middle of. Yeah. I don't want to get too in depth with the personal stuff, but you're also you're getting a new house and shit, right? Yeah, you're right, actually. There, thank you for that. There, there have been a bunch of changes. You're right. Started a new job about uh, three months ago. It's going well, but, you know, like anything, changes change. And uh, wife and I and are, are trying to uh, relocate to a new house. 
which any, yeah, <laughs> anybody out there that's done that knows it's a process. There's so many, there, there's literally hundreds of moving pieces and it's like a domino effect. Yeah. One thing goes wrong. The rest of it goes, you know, sideways. So, uh, I think we're getting, the good news is I think we're getting somewhere. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty, honestly, that's been, that's, that's been, uh, that's what I've been up to lately. That's been the bulk of it. She needed a sturdier <laughs> beam to like chip shackle you too. So, yeah, that's like the first. You guys went to, you're like, where's the basement? And then you went down there. She was kicking the beam, like, yeah, shaking it with her hands. <laughs> hey, hon, hold your arms up against this. All right, yeah, yeah. I like it. We'll, we'll like take it. it. <laughs> we'll fucking take it. Um, um, I turned I on years old since we last spoke. Smattering. And, uh, <laughs> that was 41 claps. Yeah, yeah, it got bigger. Got age. bigger. Yeah, so you recently had a birthday. I love you. Happy birthday. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, tell me more, though, because I want to catch – tell me and tell the viewers. It's been a minute. I, wanna, I don't know. It's like I get everything, everything blurs together when it comes to, like, talking to Stanhope and you and, and the show and all that. So I don't know if we covered this. I have to forgive me. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I got the new 7-inch, the big boy tablet finally. But awesome. on my birthday. Got it on my birthday. And uh, this is the only – the only problem was that 700 other people got them at the same time. And, um, and, and listen, in order to get our shit, right, the property guy died. And he was, I really liked him. He was all right. He wasn't the best property guy because our shit was sitting there forever. But I liked him. He was like a ball breaker. Uh, and we, we had like a certain asshole frequency that we kind of got along and shit. And he passed away. And the people who stepped in were like, what the fuck is all this shit? Let's go. Boom, boom, boom. So they've been on it. So 700 other people got – now, it was probably like 50% people had tablets, but the stimulus, everyone got stimulus. So there's like bombs are like have these big new tablets now. So, you know, there's the whole like hours in line waiting to plug up before you can turn it on, and then you got to download all your music, and the emails, the JPEGs aren't transferring over. I can't. So it's a whole thing. But I got, I finally got the the new tablet. I got a video, two video games on it, a couple songs I was able to transfer. So it was like a really cool birthday present in that sense. And awesome. um, yeah, and you know, a lot has happened since we last talked. There's been a diaspora of people that I I really kick it with and that are in the circle. You know, yep. everyone remembers Marshall left uh, the uncool, the less cool shot. Absolutely. The nine, yeah. fin- the nine finger Mexico, uh, Mexican went home recently. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. We even released something and he's doing good out there. Uh, kind of bummed out because he was, uh, really hyping himself up before he left about the prison glow that everyone talks about. You have when you get out and people just, ah, it's just raining pussy on you. Like, yeah, they can just, people just stop you randomly through the mall. I'm like, you got something about you. Do you want to go in this janitor's closet and fuck? You know, it's like a, it's like a mother's glow when a woman's yeah. pregnant. There's also a similar yeah, like glow. A pregnancy. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me, sir. I hate to bother uh, you, but uh, did you just? Did, yeah, did you just come out of prison today? Oh shit! Let me see your dick. <laughs> yeah, so, me... I was trying to prep them for it, right? Because we can all do this. Like we live there. There's like a comfort in the idea of like, okay, I don't. There's enough to worry about in here. I don't have to worry about what's going to happen out there because it's all going to work out. There's just going to be, like, you know, just win. Just I have a pussy stick where I just use it to beat away the excess pussy. Ah, get out of here. I'm tired. I can't. Oh, get yeah. off me. So I was trying to tell him, like, listen, man. You have one minute mm-hmm. remaining. There was a part of me that believed that. 
for the, for the viewers out, for the pebbles out there, that's a thing people say in here. Like that's a full on like, bro, I'm telling you, especially people who've gotten out and come back. Mm-hmm. Which it's like at that time, it's at that point, you're like, wait a minute though, you you got it all. How much do you have figured out? Because this is like your fourth time being back to prison. So, <laughs> yeah, for real. You know what I mean? Like I don't. Yeah. So I was telling them that I was like, listen, those are people who say that, and it makes sense psychologically. You want to be like, yeah. that's all sewed up for me out there, and. I said, just prepare right. yourself. You really have high hopes. He once told me, in all seriousness, that um, he could pull Dakota Johnson, the Fifty Shades of Grey actress. Like the, she's the typical wow. girl next. Like she's cute though. You know what I mean? She's not like uh, supermodel hot, but she's really cute. And she's a. So I said, I thought he meant like the equivalent of, right? I'm no, like, he meant her specifically, huh? Well, even if he meant equivalent of, I was like, mm, nah, I don't think so, <laughs> right? Thank you for using GTL. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, the Nine Fingers it quickly corrects me and goes, no, like the actual actress. And I, I'm like, what? The a- like, so the fa- like, not in an alternate reality or anything where you're like a successful bee. He's like, no, like me. I'm like, so you're in your mind. By the way, I don't know if I, we mentioned this. It's like his most recent nickname that had, in which... When he got out, you can use any uh, name you want when you sign up on JPay, and you just yeah. see someone's name pop up, a new one, right. is the insecure narcissist, and that's what popped up, uh, I think. He's insecure, but he just wants the, the focus, everything. So I'm like, so you think, he's like, yeah. He's like, I could pull her. But he says it in a way where he's both trying to convince you and himself at the same and time. And himself. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, okay, so I just mentioned that to just to kind of let you know where his, like, expectations were like he literally thought he could get out and like if he ran into dakota johnson they were going to be like a thing <laughs> wow well i mean yeah. you know i applaud i applaud the uh the, the confidence um however no knock the nine finger but i don't think that that's realistic my friend i think he'll be mad at yeah, me for no, that. not only is it not realistic it's worrying that he thinks that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i'm very fascinated with that with that uh, perspective but uh again let's just keep it positive i i applaud the the confidence and fuck what do we know well, maybe maybe he maybe he runs into her one day and we just look like idiots maybe yeah okay well you know that's <laughs> yeah. not what he needs, right he doesn't need someone to feed his delusion so i so i'm just trying to prepare him i'm like no like set your because he told me he was having trouble like sleeping like for the week he's like i'm just thinking about it so fast forward to now and uh, he's been out i don't want to put his business out there yes i do yeah he, so he's out there and he still uh, hasn't caught a whiff of it. You know what I mean? Still oh, hasn't oh, caught a whiff, and uh, he's like uh, right back in uh, doing this. So, ladies, anyone in the Grand Rapids area, go look up yeah. the insecure narcissist. He's not a bad looking guy. No, no, he's not. Like, oh, he's, he's not. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm Instagram friends with him. He's a handsome guy. He should yeah, be doing so, all right. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's not really concerned with it, but uh, it was just funny to see. So he's gone. Uh, the swarthy one rode out. They've been doing mass rideouts, bro. Are you serious? So I did real, not know that. Yeah. Well, in real quick succession, succession, it went a nine finger gone, and then wow. they did this mass pack up. The swarthy one gone. Since the tits swooped in, I'm like, eh, all right, come on, you're gonna be, <laughs> you're the last. You wow. know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna have to fill this. And so he did. And then about a week ago gone up to the, another unit for uh, programming. And so it's just 
gone. Like, there's no one here I talk to on a deeper level right now. Which is wow. all right, I guess. No, it's not all right. It's like they're really been fucking with me. And uh, yeah, absolutely. It's really been. Uh, yeah. It's really been fucking with. So yeah, so a bunch of people left, and uh, that happened. And this joint is like still the joint it is. Um, but this uh, this show and the people out there and all, and I've been writing a little bit more. So I don't know. I'm a bummer. Who? It's just been tough since they've all gone. Yeah. But that's a part of prison, you know. You. Uh, it's, it teaches you to like be in the moment with people, and it's great to see those see people go home. You know, I was glad they and I talked to him on the yeah. phone. Toro's doing good out there. We love him, man. He's he's really uh. It was so weird when I called him. Right, I'll, I usually have a paper with with a different numbers on it, right? And so I call yeah. him, and then he picks up, and I was like, oh shit, oh shit. You know, how you don't recognize someone's voice. You're like, who did I call? Who did I call? Yeah. So I'm going through the list, like, who the fuck is this, without trying to be like, oh, who is it, right? <laughs> and then he gets to talk, and he's like, yeah, I've been out. And I'm like, this is, to-. like, I don't know what the- that's about, but it's not- maybe it's because we've only talked in person that I didn't recognize his voice. It took me a while Holy to be like, shit. oh, this is, okay, I dialed wow. the right number and shit. So, uh, but, yeah, he's, uh, he had his job lined up real quick. He had his job lined up um, with his boss who used to be his co-worker yeah as soon as you get out you got this job they've been telling him the whole time you know he's wow. like a, he, he's a he works on big trucks and shit yeah and so uh he gets out and they, they're like well we just got to do the technicalities fill out the paperwork send it in corporate's gonna whatever and mm-hmm. then it had been like a week a week and a half and he wouldn't hear anything so he called him he's like screw it i'm calling corporate and they were like oh hey uh what's your name oh they looked it up and the lady said oh yeah we you know we went over your history and we we can't hire you because you have violence oh so, man man yeah what a bu- like and that's like a prime example of uh exactly of, of like how hard it is when you get out this is a job where he knows everyone where the people in charge that were actually the you know the management at the, mm-hmm. the one little installation of this uh of this garage well, yeah, they all wanted him, and the corporate was like, "Nah, we can't risk it. You're out of wow. there." But uh, luckily, he found that he's he's a really talented guy. He got a he's got skills, and so he got a uh, he he got a better job, making more money with their competitors and stuff. So he's doing okay. all right. He's doing good. Um, all right, yeah, good to hear that. that. Yeah, so that's kind well, of a quick, not so quick catch up. Yeah, no, I mean we have more to catch up on, but I wanted to. Uh, it actually kind of lands perfectly with. Uh, with a question that uh, was kind of racing through my mind as you were catching me up on everybody coming in and actually people leaving mostly. I guess like the the thing that I want to ask you is uh, when you're in there and like you make friends with, um, you make friends with people. I feel like, I feel like it's one of those things like, like, like when, when people are, are set to be, you know, released, it's obviously like a joyous day, something that you guys are, are aware of. Like you could be, you'd be happy for one another because you know, this guy's getting out at such time or whatnot. But when that actually happens, like, I don't know, but I have to imagine it feels like you're happy for the person, but also does it ever make you feel like depressed because you're not the one getting out or, Oh man, I'm going to miss him. Like, like I'm happy for him, but like, it just seems like it must be this crazy complicated. It's just so complicated. And I guess I'll let you, I'll let you respond. It just, it, it just seems like, uh, in my mind, like this show is all about like taking things out of these neat little boxes. And I feel like there's one convenient safe box at least exists in my mind that, Oh, you know, j- prison bad, getting out good. 
but good God, is it not that simple, right? Like getting out, obviously a great thing, like, but, but there's just such a huge ripple effect. So from your perspective, obviously being in there and recently dealing with people either leaving because their bid was up, which is great, or being moved, that, I mean, like, like uh, the Swarthy, what, like, talk about that a little bit. That sounds really, talk about that. Well, before you met me, like when I was young, I grew up when my mom met my stepdad and she got married. They were both in the military. That's how they met. So we moved around a lot. I went to like five different elementary schools and we were constantly moving. So I was like already like kind of – it's so weird how a lot of moments in your life you look back and you're like, it seems like all this was like preparation for something. You know what I mean? So my whole life was like filled with moves. That's why when I finally – we settled in Palm Bay, that was like them retiring like from the military, right? So it's like, oh, now we're going to be stable, and we still moved a bunch, but we stayed in Palm Bay for the longest I'd ever lived anywhere, and that's why I became so close with everyone. That's why our friend group, I feel like, was so important to me and everyone else. And it's like, especially to me, though, it was like, oh, a solid group of friends that I've known for 10 years or however, you know what I mean? It was was like a, I could kind of like put some faith in it because friends to me were like, like what they say in Fight Club, like when he's a single-serving friend, like you have a best friend at this place during this time, and you know they're going to move because they're in the military. You're going to move. So that that was a thing when I was really young, and then it became more as I as they retired from the military, I kind of had more control over it. Like you were like, oh, these people are in my lives, and coming back to prison, it t- took me right back there because you meet these people, and you're like, they just go. People ride out, you ride out, yeah. they ride out, they go home all this stuff, and there is absolutely a mixed bag emotionally with it. Um, Toro, so excited. He's the most, he's the person I'm most excited to go home. I, I, the clo- of all the people that I've uh, been close to, he's the one that's, that I'm hmm. the closest to that actually went home, right? Okay. And so, and, and not just went home, like we were just together, and I kind of got to see his evolution over like the last year and a half, two years that we were together. Wow. Um, when I first came here, and so it, I think, of course, that's beautiful. Like I was just am rooting for him. I'm like living vicariously through him. He's just <laughs> got this really great uh, aspect of being like self-deprecating and a good yeah. humor, and but also being a character <laughs> and shit. And I just love him. But there's a part that's like, sure, the selfish thing happens where you're like, fuck. Yeah. Now, given the choice whether he stays so I can have someone to talk to or oh, like a really good friend here, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I want him to go. Go home. But there's that thing as well where you're like, fuck, man. I'm yeah. glad you're going to be out there, but, you know, that's the yeah. whole point is for us to get the hell out. But then there's the thing that has happened here more. It's, this hasn't happened at any other joint. There's so many people go home from here that you have to, like, stop yourself from getting bitter in the sense where you look at some people that go home and you go, it's not even not – that, not that a lot of these people should be here, but, like, as far as earning your way out – you go like, man, he doesn't even give a fuck. Like, he's talking wow. about going out and cooking meth as soon as he gets out. Like, like please just give me a fucking chance. Just please, someone give me a chance, like, to oh get out. Oh, God. So you have yeah. to, that's the that's thing that you really have, that I've really had to struggle with and stop myself and, and not let that turn to frustration and bitterness sure. and anger because you're just like, what? Right. He doesn't even give a shit. And then I've seen people through my prison bit that I've been close to, go home and then come back. Go home and come, and I'm like, just man, just give me a chance. So yeah, yeah. there is that thing. There's definitely a mixed bag with that. Um, when when wow. especially when people 
it, it's it's less confusing when people ride out because then you can just miss them. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, yeah. that sucks, man. Um, and the, these three like went back to back to back, and you know they're gone. But I've I've acclimated myself to it. You for, prison really forces you to have it like really calluses. Oh, this is so cliche and kind of corny, but it really calluses your heart a yeah. little bit, where you just you go through so much. You're, you're, that's out of your control and people moving and let down and relationships being stretched that just pulled until they break like with people in the world too you know like you're I don't yeah. to my fucking kid anymore you know what I mean and then my parents are, I haven't seen my mom and uh, you know like I don't know a in year a and a half two years like yeah. all these things happen that you don't that you just have to either callous yourself and become numb to or just go fucking crazy in here and that like that shit's one of the things too and uh i've been around and done it long enough uh to where i I, i'm all right but i ain't gonna i'm not gonna lie when like i get choked up like i had to like come out here and like have like a heart to heart with on the last night you know because they you go home like really early in the morning before yards open or anything so that night you know you're not gonna see them again i won't see them until i get out so you're out years and years and years and so, yeah. you know, that last one, it's like, uh, it's I'm like choking, trying not to start crying on the yard or like, well, yeah, no, absolutely. I think, uh, I think it makes perfect sense to be emotional about that. I wonder if, um, it sounds like, like, uh, you guys get, when you say callous, your heart gets, uh, callous, blaze riding out, Toro going, these people that are really, really close to you, just either riding out or going home. Um, and then you being able to just kind of pick up and move forward, you know, despite feeling, you know, sad about it, or I miss this guy. Like, it just seems like that environment there. Like, do you, do you think, do you think that it's, you, you become conditioned over the course of time, uh, to know that, uh, you know, the unknown you is have a, one minute remaining. The unknown is an acute problem or an, or an acute thing that's going on. Uh, and, and so like, does it make it easier for you? Do you think you're, you're more conditioned than, than, than I, you know, anybody on the outside because of that? Because you're living in a different atmosphere. But it's a universal yeah. principle. Yeah, you you mean you mean just being, what, you, like used to people well, eating just, you? No, no, not that. It's just crazy because I feel like we're going to get cut off, but I'll, I'll, I'll start the train. The, it's, it's like the unknown is something that we all deal with. We're all afraid of it, whether you're outside, inside, no matter where you're yeah. at. But in there, you're you're saturated with unknown because they take everything like uh, yeah. like they, they take the control for you, you when so you you're eat, asking when you, if, if prison makes you more comfortable with having a lack of control. I, yeah, I get, yeah, and and as a yes, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I don't. I, I would not. Thank you for using GTL. All right. Here, here's the thing. The. You're just, we're just, at least me personally, we're just more experienced with with situations and circumstances that you have absolutely no control over. And because yeah. that, because we're more familiar with it, it's kind of like you know what emotions are coming. You know which, if you're paying attention, you're doing any work on yourself. You know which ones are fruitless and which ones are fruitful, which reactions and all that stuff. But it's yeah. not like it doesn't happen and then you go, well, you know, this is prison. And, you know, like uh, it doesn't bother. That shit still hits you. It's just you've been there before, you know, um, whether that's good or bad. I don't really know. I, I have a good example, actually, okay. that happened last night. So there's been a lot of rideouts, and we've talked about this before on the show. Like riding out 
to a new joint is the most disruptive thing. Yeah. It's like your your prison bit is literally divided by what when you wrote out to what joint because you're moving, you're randomly moving to some unknown place mm-hmm. at the drop of a dime. And one of the only securities we had when this COVID thing was going on is that no one was riding out. So you knew, like, you could loan people uh, food right. till next door because you knew they weren't going anywhere. And, you know, because that's the thing, you just... you. You could let people borrow visiting outfits because you knew they weren't riding out. And so mm-hmm. now that everything's opening back up, they're doing these mass ride outs. And so it's like that lottery, that, you know, the negative lottery of that is like anxiety. And we're like, oh, shit, any day. So when they, the COs walk with a handful of bags, you're like, what? everyone's watching them to see what cell they go to yeah. because you just get a bag dropped on you. And um, you never know. But be- now that they've opened back up, there's a new protocol. Obviously, they don't want to let you know when you're riding out because, you know, people could try to escape or something. They'd be like, oh, I'm going to this joint at this time. Someone will yeah. be in this color. Yeah. So but so they don't let you know. They just surprise you with it. It's a security thing. But yeah. with COVID, yeah. they have to give you a COVID test the day before. So oh, what happened right. is people started looking at their call-outs at night and going, ooh, I got – no one was sure the first time. It was like 30 people, 20 people in the unit got them. And they're like, hey, we all went over there and got swabbed. And everyone's like, do you have a visit coming? No. Did you have to go? I was like, no. And then <clears> the rumors started, yeah. well, we're probably riding out. And we weren't sh- sure. Um, but that turned out to be what happened. So now everyone has a little heads up that if you get yeah. a call out and the, for, that you're not expecting, you're like, oh, shit, I'm probably going to get swabbed, which means I'm riding out tomorrow morning. So you can kind of get your affairs in order. You yeah. have a little bit more time. So last night... I'm sitting there, and I get up uh, a call-out stuffed in my bars, and I go, it actually fell onto the ground, and I'm just, like, watching TV, and I'm like, eh, I'll get it. Because I usually get work, uh, work call-outs or whatever, and uh, I go and pick it up, and it's got the doctor's appointment for 7.45 this morning to 8.30 on, you know, today's Tuesday, which yeah. is totally unexpected. I'm like, where the fuck is this? But I don't think anything of it, because I had to go over there to get my medication renewed, and Okay. But it's just usually a Saturday. And so I'm like, eh, I don't really think of it because the night's winding down. I'm tired. So I get ready. I finish watching whatever's on. They're playing Power on the movie channel. And so I I put my sleeping mask on. I turn the TV off. I set my whole bed up like I'm going to sleep, and I lay down. And as I'm laying there, you know you have those thoughts before you pass out, like what happened that day and stuff. And so I'm thinking about the call, and I go, hey, dummy, that's probably a swap. You're probably riding. And I go, oh, like I got flushed with anxiety. Like it physically got hot. Yeah. Like, oh shit! Fuck! That's got to be what it is. Uh, but it was like the lights were off. It was like midnight, <clears throat> so I can't yell across to someone else and go, "Hey, mm-hmm. did you get a call out for a, a doctor's appointment?" To, to oh my god! Yeah, it is. And I'm trying to do the math. I'm like Wednesday, so that means I'd go get swab Tuesday and then ride out Wednesday. I know Fridays are ride out day. Are Wednesdays the ride out? Because there's usually two a week. And I'm like, shit! I think Wednesday are the ride out days. So then I'm going through the. I can't sleep now. So I get back up. I'm like, motherfucker, turn the TV on. And I start digging through my old call-outs from my doctor's one to see what time it was and everything to try to yeah. patch together because I got just this panic that's like and, – and, and all those viewers know I've been wanting to get out of here. But you don't even – it's so Pavlovian. It's such a, uh, a uncontrollable response. And I'm like, fuck. So now I'm laying there and I'm like, oh, shit. God, I got to go get this, and I got too much stuff. Thank God I sent some books out to be picked up next week. Oh, shit, I got to visit next week. How? And so I'm going through the whole panic thing, and I'm like, motherfucker. All right, four more years left. That's at least two more joints. 
And then because I was in a fraternity and had all that, that's another thing. Like, you don't know how that's going to go. I could show up and there's fraternity bros that are on bullshit. And they're like, right. no, you didn't fall back. You're, you're, you're functioning. You're <clears throat> rotating. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then I got to be like, well, yeah, well, I'm not. So what do you, you, you know what I'm saying? So it's a yeah. whole yeah. menagerie of possible, uh, like, the manifestation of all those own unknowns that you're talking about, boom, they hit yeah. you all at once. And you're like, oh, yeah. So I end up sitting back and actually like laying back and like I'm there, the TV's on, but I'm kind of like staring off into the distance, just into the wall actually. And just, then I slow down and I actually think about it and go, okay, it's going to be disruptive. It's going to be the pain in the ass. You're going to lose a lot of property, but think about where you're at and where you want to go. Like you want to get out of here. You know what I mean? So I, like, mm-hmm. calmed myself enough to where I would be able to go to sleep. So I went to sleep, and by the time I woke up, I thought I'd be really anxious in the morning because I had to wake up early to go over to this call on to get swapped yep. or whatever. So I wake up, and I was calm. I was like, okay, <laughs> all right, I need to get out of here. It's going to be a pain in the ass, but it'll be worth it. And um, I went over there, and it turned out to be my yearly, because my birthday was the other day, uh, yearly checkup that they're just late behind. So I, so I'm not riding out and it, it sitting there like last night when I was still panicking, I was thinking about all the good things that I would miss about this place. And one of them is a single man cell yeah. amongst other things. And just the comfort of like, I've been here and I got, no yeah. matter how bad it gets, I can always just go to my cell and be alone without a punky farting under you or over you and people looking at you. And it's just that, and I, me and you talked about this a couple of weeks ago about how I had this realization about the single man cell a while ago. And I, it made me realize like, Oh shit. Like that's such a beautiful little aspect of prison life is having your own cell that I actively don't feel gratitude every day for Remember yeah. we, we kind of, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We kind of talked about that. And so, I realized, you know, over the last couple of weeks thinking about that, but then again last night that, and this kind of ties into like the reaction to it. I, we feel the, the things, the, the anxiety and the panic and depression and all that shit from the lack of control. And it's up to you how you deal with it, overcome that shit. It takes like conscious, active effort to not, to, to find, to choose to be positive, I guess, in, in like a yeah, funny, like yeah. cliche way, you know? No, no, absolutely. So, I think that makes sense. That's the, re- the reason I asked that question is because I, I'm coming from the perspective of, of thinking that uh, you have a lot of life skills uh, because, of that, because of that circumstance. Like, I guess that's one of, I don't know, positive things about it. But, but uh, I, 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 I did not expect, you know, you or anyone in there to say, oh, yeah, no, we just get used to it. That's just not, that's not the human condition. That's not the human experience just to get, you know, but the fact that you're faced with it so much, you know, it does put you in this situation over and over again to, as exactly as you said, to reckon with it and then grow and learn from it. You know, you could be, uh, it sounds like you, you know, that, like that's a great example because you sat with it, experienced it, and something like that, like anxiety, it's going to happen again. That's just life. Whether you're in there or out or outside, it's going to happen. But, uh, well, but yeah, I think it's an asset. I, I think one of the benefits in here is, in the worst type of benefit you don't ever want to have in the world, but one of the things you experience beneficial 
when it comes to that in here is there's nowhere it's unavoidable in here. Right, so in the yeah. world you could be like, well, no, I'm going to stay a week longer. I'm going to actually call my landlord and then tell That's him like, point. I'm just going to prorate it, and and then you can run from that shit. You can do things to stretch it out, delay it, put it off. And in here, that's like the thing that forces you to to either crumble under the weight of it or to deal with it is the fact that you can't avoid it. It doesn't matter what I do. I'm riding out if they say I'm riding out. I I can refuse. I can be like, I'm not going anywhere, and they will tase me, cuff me, put me right. long term laid out. And you know that. And it. Yeah. Yeah. And it won't be here, so you cannot avoid it. I also want to say this that with all that, you know, the annoyingly positive Bobby C episodes and all that shit, this joint, and people know, like with, when I did the episode venting to the 23 year old, that yeah. these things, the, like Nine Finger Leaving, Blaze, like all this shit, that shit is not something that I just tighten my belt and go, all right, been here before. Um, which I've done yeah. with circumstances in the past, but it's not like that, man. It's like, yeah. it's more like not standing on the top of a mountain peak. It's more like with my fingertips dug into a cliff edge, like hanging on and yeah. like either like looking down and dropping or being like, I think I can hang on a little longer. That's yeah. more like what it's like, you know? Yeah. But the point is what prison kind of taught me is that for real, your perspective on life outside of, like chemical imbalances and shit like that, your perspective in life is really, to boil it down to the most simple uh, um, terms, is is you are you a glass half full or empty person? Like you have to, and you yeah. can choose that. You might have a pre, uh, uh, like a, a, a you might yeah, like a predisposition. Naturally, yeah, yeah. Either way, but prison taught me that if you if you do if if you really focus, you can force yourself, because I'm a natural, I think, okay, so I realize this, evolutionarily, I believe that we all evolved to be pessimistic, right, yeah. and when I, we kind of yeah. talked about this a couple weeks ago, I was right. like having this idea about the single man cell, and I thought, oh, no, that's like an evolutionary trait, right, so when someone built like a structure when we were hunter-gatherers, and we were just settling down for like, we'd be, uh, in one little area for a couple of days, right? So we'd build like a little structure. I can't remember what they're called in Africa, like berms or something. And you take like thorny shit and you put it around you. So animals, predators at night can't come in there. But whatever, you're yeah. building a structure when you're a hunter-gatherer. And you got right. three good walls. And then you got a eh, decent wall. An eh wall. The, yeah. guy, the guy who was okay with the eh, decent wall didn't survive. He died. Right, because right. it fell down and then a lion fucking ate him or whatever happened. <laughs> but the guy who was like, I'm not, I can't sit down. I got to just look at this wall. Look how shitty this yeah. fucking wall is. Who made the this pessimist. wall? Let me, and, then, yep. and then fucked with that, right? And then yeah. when he was done, he's like, yeah, but what about, like, survival favored the person who was never quite pleased. Was always sure. like, yeah. uh, you know, uh, this, we could still, I know it looks great, but tomorrow when we get up, we'll probably be good tonight. I'm going to throw this up there. And maybe if we put... This and and you know, um, there's tons of examples like that. Absolutely. Right? Like if we if you if you find a fish, on like on the side of a riverbank, and you're like, this thing looks freshly done. I think we could eat this, and it stinks a little. Yeah. You we 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 place more importance on the slightly foul odor than we do over the the amount of of, of meat it would provide or protein it would provide us. Right. We have to, we've had to evolve to to look at the negative shit and so absolutely so that that thing that shit has to be actively 
fought against, like unlearned, like you, or not unlearned, but but pushed back against. Right? You have to realize, oh shit, we tend towards the negative. That's our natural, and it makes sense why biologically, evolutionarily, it makes sense. Absolutely. That we tend towards that, so we have to make an effort to go. I know that's how we normally are, but let's focus on the like try, just find something positive in there. You know, so that's kind of one of the things prison taught me. But that applies to you guys out there in the world too. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's kind of a light, you're hitting on a on a great point. It's it's a it's it's a life principle that uh, you know there is there is a survival aspect to pessimism, right? In order to do actual risk assessment, you have to factor in the negative side and the good side. So it's not as simple. It's not this monolithic. Oh, oh just be positive. Just just look at things. At some point, at some ex- at some point, that becomes irresponsible. So I, I hear your point. I, I agree with you on that. So how does that work out in uh, uh, affect the day in day out? In, you have in prison? one minute remaining. Repeat that. Well, saying uh, how does so so having a pessimistic attitude for the sake of survival? How does that come into handy? Like in in uh, in your circumstance, for, for instance. Well, the point is, it really doesn't. Like, that's like, see, since everything's like synchronistic, like, since I started having that idea and I kind of banded it, just briefly mentioned to you, someone, yeah. I put on my wish list of books, a book called Sapiens, and this wonderful lady sent some money to my mom. God, I wish Thanks. I could remember her name. And uh, <laughs> I bought Sapiens, my mom ordered Sapiens with it. And in yeah. it, it's just the history of, of, of Homo sapiens, of humans. Oh. And I didn't know the actual timeline and shit. So homo, homo sapiens, oh, shit, we only got like five minutes, are like 200,000 years old, right? And there yep. are uh, six other um, human species, Homo erectus, Neanderthal, uh, Homo florensis. There's, all, there's a, a bunch yeah. of other ones. And yeah. like Homo erectus lived. Thank you for using GTL. All right, they're going to chase me off the yard any second. Let me wrap this up. So yeah. even though we've been a species for 200,000 years, something happened 70,000 years ago, not from the very beginning, but something during uh, 70,000 years ago, roughly, we had this shift in the way our brains worked, not our brain size and stuff. But what happened, uh, their, uh, anthropologists and stuff are estimating 70,000 years ago, is that we had a shift in, in our thought process where we started to think about fictional stuff, stuff that wasn't there, which mm. allowed us myths. And we had this really explosion in, in the, sh- the actual structure of the way our brains worked and the shit we could think about. We could use metaphor, which led to religion and belief systems that allowed yeah. otherwise separate groups to band together without having to personally know each other because we have a limit that's somewhere around 150 about people you can actually reliably know and trust. Yeah. Right? So these belief wow. systems and the ability to think uh, about metaphorical stuff and all this led to this uh, explosion, which led to giant populations, which led to societies, which ultimately led to a societal, a social evolution that changed our lives in ways that evolution, physical biology, evolutionarily could not keep up. That takes like a million years to do, right? And we haven't evolved to live in giant societies where there's all these little appliances and stuff like that. So the point is... We had this cognitive revolution 70,000 years ago, which allowed us to, to change our environment and surroundings and daily life in every single way. And because of that, and our, uh, that our evolution hasn't been able to catch up, we have to take personal responsibility to prevent things like depression 
and isolation and pessimism and jealousy and rage and sexual lust because we just haven't had the time to do it biologically. We have to cognitively make up for that. And one of the things is, in this sense, is like you have to be able to figure out how to focus on the positive, contrary to your predisposition of your biology. Wow. And I think uh, that's the secret. I think that's the secret. And if all of us can figure a little bit of that out, I think we'll do a little bit better. Definitely has me thinking. That, that is definitely food for thought right there. So, viewers, as you uh, conclude this podcast, think about that. No joke. You know, think about that and, and, and how it applies to your life and how you can make actual change um, just from your perspective. That's crazy. That sounds like a... That's that sounds. Take it for me. I'm, I'm, uh, oh, but that sounds like a, that sounds like a good book. Shut <laughs> up, stupid. <laughs> you. Ah, they're chasing me. Uh, uh, so, for instance, uh, I can't finish the show. But I'm focused on the fact that even though everyone's left me and I'm depressed and I want to dangle mm. myself from the end of a belt, um, that I got to do this episode with you, and that there's a bunch of lovely pebbles out there who are. Uh, actively taking part so go visit us on patreon twitter youtube whatever you guys know what it is and uh yeah i love you and uh go fuck yourself greg so uh, with that on behalf of greg mama c and everyone else we are gone we done all right well peace love you too hi everybody mama c here for the complete library full episodes and bonus content, and mainly to support this cause, visit Notes from the Pen on Patreon. To learn more about Bobby and Prison Reform, visit our website, notesfromthepen.com, and follow us on Twitter to stay current. This has been another Notes from the Pen production. <laughs>